Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life. All either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today is March 10th, 2022, and on March 10th of 2013, I had our first baby girl, Ella Fossil. So today, as I told you in my very first episode that I would, I want to share Ella's birth story with you. It is an interesting one, to be sure. So let's go back to college. So as you heard in my recent episode with my husband, Chaz, we met in college and I fell hard for Chaz. (laughs) I quickly knew that I loved him. I quickly knew that he was the one and that we would be spending our lives together. So when it came time for me to graduate, it just made sense for us to get married, which I know a lot of you guys may not have grown up in the South or the Midwest or an environment in which getting married early and young is commonplace, but it didn't even strike us as an odd choice at the time. Looking back now, I mean, we would obviously do it exactly the same again, but it is so uncommon here in Colorado where we live now and we'll meet, you know, 21 year olds and think, oh my gosh, we were married at that age. And so it does feel crazy now, but at the time it just made so much since Chaz was still in med school. And so he had to finish up his two years of rotations after he had just finished his two years of kind of the book school part of med school. And so I moved to Savannah, Georgia. We got married in Nashville, south of Nashville, Tennessee in June of 2012. I had graduated in May of 2012, got married in June of 2012. And then six weeks later, We got pregnant with Ella, little Ella Ray. So I want to tell you that I was the first of my friends to get married. We wanted to wait 10 years to have kids. I remember thinking like, yeah, we'll have kids when you're done with residency and when we are financially stable and way more mature. And then we got pregnant six weeks later. So I want to take a step back and say that I've always been really interested in health and wellness. And so I knew I didn't want to get on hormonal birth control. So I've actually never been on hormonal birth control. And so when we got married, I went to pretty soon. I went to an OBGYN that was recommended to me in Savannah, and I told her I want to get fitted for a diaphragm. Unfortunately, she was really, really rude to me. She asked me, do you even know what that is? Are you sure you want to do that? That seems like such a stupid choice. And then I think she... I don't know if it was intentional or not, but she like, quote unquote, prescribed me this diaphragm. And then any pharmacy that I went to couldn't fill that prescription. 
So anyway, we ended up like the birth control method that we were quote unquote using at the time was I basically thought that I was doing fertility awareness method, which is natural family planning. So I essentially took my the length of my cycle, cut that in half, and which is supposedly when you're ovulating, and we used a barrier protection method, condoms, basically, I think seven days on either side of that ovulation. So that should have been enough protection. Obviously, the FAM method uses other ways to actually confirm when you're ovulating. So we weren't being really precise about it. And the crazy thing is, I mean, we had always heard it's so hard to get pregnant, which for a lot of people it is. And that's a legitimate struggle. But we also didn't realize how easy it can be to get pregnant. And so kind of a fluke, like my cycle was off, likely because of all of the stress of graduating college, moving, starting a new job, all the things. So my cycle was off, meaning my ovulation was off. And so we got pregnant six weeks after I got married. And so <laughs> it took us a really long time even test to see if I was pregnant. We just kept thinking, oh, my cycle's off. My cycle's off. Well, Chaz was out of town. Finally, when he came back, I was like, babe, I mean, we've got to test. I'm like weeks off, right? So by the time that we tested, I think I was like 10 weeks pregnant. Isn't that crazy? We were so young and naive. So we were really... uh shocked. Even though we shouldn't have been, I was so late on my cycle. We shouldn't have been shocked, but we were so shocked. And to be honest, I was so pregnant that like I peed on the stick. I'm like pulling my pants up and I look over on the counter and it already said pregnant. I was so, so pregnant. And so Chaz took me by the hand and it was like this movie movement where we just like fell on the bed, you know, like holding hands. And we were just in so much shock. And we were honest really sad. We had this grieving process, which I think was appropriate. You know, it wasn't a planned pregnancy. And we were really sad. I remember crying a lot. But what I kept coming back to was I'm really thankful we're married. I'm really thankful I love you and that we knew we wanted a family. So I think this would have been a lot harder had we not known from the beginning of our relationship, we wanted a family. So it ended up just coming down to, okay, this wasn't the timing that we were hoping for, but we definitely got to a place that we were really, really excited about being pregnant. It just took a while because even though it was this precious little life and we were always so excited about that, it was just the timing. I was 22 when I got pregnant and 23 when I had Ella. So I was super, super young and I knew nothing. So I immediately got every book I could find. I had no friends with babies. My sister hadn't had a baby yet. So I just knew nothing. So I tried to get every book I could and read every single thing that I could. So fast forward, that week of March 10th, I actually went to the beach with some friends from high school because they were all in graduate programs and I was pregnant. And so they had spring break. So I went with them 
to my friend Kelsey's grandma's place in West Palm Beach. So we were over there in West Palm Beach and I dropped the gals off at the airport really early that morning on March 9th. And then I drove the like, I don't know, seven and a half, eight hours back to Savannah that day. I remember feeling really uncomfortable and really pregnant. The only sign that I had while on the beach that I was in early labor that I didn't even know was I started to have pink tinged discharge and I didn't think anything of it. I remember telling Chaz and he's like, oh, it's fine. You know, we just we really just didn't know anything. So that was probably a couple days before March 10th, but we just thought it's fine. So I dropped the girls off the airport, drove all the way home. That night, Chaz and I went to get Mexican food, and then we came home, went to bed early around 10. I woke up at 5 a.m. on March 10th, and I had cramping is what I thought. So at first, I thought it was cramping. Then I thought I got food poisoning. I have never done well with dairy, and... I will say this goes to show how bad digestive issues can be and how much stomach aches can hurt because for three hours, I thought that I was breathing through just a stomach ache, something like the queso just disrupted my stomach. And since Chaz also didn't think that I was in labor, he was like sleeping through most of it. And he's typically like the most supportive, loving, wonderful human. And he was just like, babe, you're going to be fine, you know just go back to bed. And I was in so much pain. So of course, I was like walking or we had kind of like a circle in our house. So I was walking around the house to get the pain to subside, which is like what you do when you're having a baby. And so I didn't know that I'm like helping progress Ella along by walking around our house. And the crazy thing is the pains didn't feel cyclical. And also, and this sounds insane right now, but no one had ever described to me what a contraction feels like. So I didn't know I was having contractions. I didn't know I was in labor. I thought I had a stomach ache. You guys, keep in mind, give me some grace. I was freshly 23, okay? So I'm walking around the house. Finally, around 8 a.m., no, not even, before that, probably about 7.50 in the morning, I had been trying to go to the bathroom this whole time, couldn't go to the bathroom, and I finally, around 7.50, was like, okay, this is it. I'm finally going to be able to go to the bathroom. It'll make my stomach feel better. You know, I'll feel so much better after this. Well, I start pushing and was not feeling that feeling where I was expecting to. And I panicked. I mean, it was the weirdest feeling I had ever felt in my life. I didn't know what was happening. So I called Chaz into the bathroom and he gets his little like pocket medical flashlight out <laughs> and looks and I'm crowning like Ella is coming out. So the reason that I felt like I needed to go to the bathroom is because I was pushing Ella out and not even knowing it. So let me back up a little bit. Sometime during this three hours of labor, I lost my mucus plug. So that was something that I didn't really know about until probably soon before I had Ella. And that's because a lot of my friends in Savannah either had babies or were pregnant. And so I was starting to learn more about pregnancy and giving birth. And so I had heard that term. And so I thought, huh, maybe that is what this is. But you guys, I was still in such 
denial. I can't describe to you the amount of denial that I was in. And so I just thought maybe that's not what this is. I still didn't equate the symptoms I was having with this is labor and you're having your baby. So Chaz sees me crowning and is like, Caroline, get dressed. We have to go to the hospital. And I did not ask him why, because y'all, I literally thought I was dying. Like that is the only thing that could come to my mind was you're dying. I thought that, I don't know, my cervix was falling out of my body. I can't even tell you what I thought, but I thought I was dying. And so I didn't ask him, why are we going to the hospital? I didn't ask him any questions. I just knew Chaz knows what's going on and he's doing the right thing. And I remember asking him, can I just put my PJs on? Like, I don't want to get dressed. I want to just put my PJs on because in labor, you know, you get hot, you get cold. And so I had been like putting on these PJs my sister bought me for Christmas and taking them off and they were flannel. So I would put them on and just like take them off and get naked. And so I apparently was naked at that point. So I put on my PJs and we get in the car and Chaz tells me to put on my seatbelt. And I'm like, absolutely not. And I remember asking him, so should I be pushing? Because like my body's pushing. And he was like, whatever you do, try not to push, which like, of course, is impossible when you're having a baby. But I was like, okay, so I'm like, literally one hand in our Honda Civic, holding the handle that's above the window, I kind of had my leg like (laughs) propped up on like, you know, the pocket that's on the side of the door. And I'm just like, heaving my body up trying to not push. I mean, it was just the craziest thing. Thank God we lived literally let me think, three blocks from the hospital. We lived just right next to the hospital that had a NICU in Savannah. And so Chaz had worked at this hospital, done rotations there. So he like whipped our little Civic around to the ambulance entry and exit. So we're talking like this is the entrance to the ER where the ambulances park. So Chaz parked in an ambulance spot Y'all, we were in such a hurry that he left the car running. He left his door open. (laughs) And I was still so irresponsible. I had gotten gas on the way home and left my credit card on the dash. So someone could have stolen our car with my credit card full of gas, right? And we walked into the ER and right this entrance, you know, had automatic doors. Chaz is like helping me in because I am just a basket case at this point. And there was a desk there with tons of doctors and nurses just standing around the desk because y'all, it's like 8 a.m. on a Sunday in Savannah, Georgia. There's no one in the ER. Like they were just chilling, right? So we walk in and Chaz goes, my wife's 30 weeks pregnant and she's crowning. And because I didn't ask him why we were going to the hospital, I looked at him and went, I'm what? And so I look back at the doctor's And they're looking at Chaz and looking at me. And there was this like five second pause. Everyone's confused. And then all of a sudden, everyone went into action. So someone, I couldn't even tell you who, put me on an ambulance bed, wheeled me into the very first room. Immediately, there's 20 people in this room. So we walk into the hospital at exactly 8 a.m., Chaz is sobbing at this point, and I still don't understand what's going on. 
I am in like medical shock, okay? Not just like, I'm shocked, like medical shock. My body couldn't process what was happening. And honestly, I've heard the definition of trauma is anything that is too much, too fast. And I think that's a really interesting definition of trauma because this situation was traumatic. It was way too early, way too soon, way too fast. I couldn't even process what was happening. So Chaz called my mom between like right when we got there, like 8 a.m. And he basically was like, Caroline's at the hospital. She's having this baby. Get on a plane and get here now. (laughs) So my mom hangs up and calls my sister, Kristen, who helps my mom and dad get flights. And they got there by 4.30, which was so great. Well, so Chaz is like sobbing because he actually thinks Caroline's crowning this baby's a stillborn. And so he thought that the reason that I was having Ella is because she had passed away. And so he was really, really upset. And I couldn't even process anything. So I didn't know what to think. So I get into this room and there is the ER doctor there and a bunch of nurses around me. And one person puts an IV in me. I don't even remember that. They take my clothes off. I also don't really remember that. And pretty much immediately, the doctor says, I need you to push. And I'm like, guys, if I am in labor and I am having this baby, like from what I've been told, this is like a 12 to 72 hour process. There's no way I'm about to push this baby out, right? And so I said, um, no, thank you. And this sweet woman nurse next to me is like, honey, if he tells you to push, I need you to push. And another funny thing that happened right before that, Chaz is on the phone calling his mom. Or no, he must have been on the phone calling my mom. And I was so scared, y'all. I was so scared. And so I was like, I looked up at the doctor and was like, can you hold my hand? And so he holds he holds my hand, my right hand. And then he goes, wait, and realized how weird it was. And he grabs Chaz's hand, who's like in the corner of the room and pulls him over and Chaz holds my hand. So then the woman says, honey, I need you to push. The doctor says, push. And I said, no, thank you. And then the sweet nurse next to me says, honey, when the doctor tells you to push, you need to push. So I was so confused that I like haphazardly pushed one time. And I'm talking, I was like, "Eh," like, no, I didn't really push because I didn't want to. I was so confused. And then I was like, you know what? F it. And I pushed really hard, y'all. And she came out. So I would say a push and a half and three hours of labor later. So my first twinge of, huh, my stomach kind of hurts was exactly 5 a.m. We got to the hospital exactly 8 a.m. And Ella was born at 8, 11 a.m. When I had walked into the hospital and Chaz said she's crowning, I was like, give me pain meds. And they were like, honey, there is not time for that. And so... I had originally, we had actually paid for and signed on at the only birthing center in Savannah, at least at the time. And that was the plan. We had done our prenatal care there. I wanted an unmedicated natural birth and 
I wanted it to be in a bed at this birthing center. And unfortunately, that did not go to plan. And we had her in the ER. And so it was funny that I wanted this natural birth. And I walk in and I'm like, give me all the medication. This is terrible. But it was too late. And so, you know, a push and a half later, we had her. She did start crying immediately, which was a huge blessing. And so we knew she's alive. And I will say, I was just so traumatized and so scared. And we didn't know much about prematurity. So we didn't know, is 30 weeks viable? Like, is she going to live? Is she not? So we had all of those questions, which it's just a terrible experience to go through having your baby and not knowing the answers to those questions. And so every human being in that room, y'all, I'm not even kidding. I would look at them dead in the eyes and say, is my baby going to live? Tell me my baby's going to live. And every single time they would say, honey, she's doing so great. She's doing so, so great. And I was like mama bear angry. I wanted to know that my baby was going to live. I wanted to, I just wanted to know. And they can't tell you. They were doing their jobs and they couldn't tell me for sure she was going to live. So after that, Chaz called his mom after Ella was born. And so it was funny because there was this discrepancy between he called my mom, said Caroline's in the hospital. She's having this baby. 10 minutes later, he calls his mom. And so when they're chatting, they're like, you know, Renee, Chaz's mom is like, Caroline had her baby. And and my mom's like, wait, what? She already had the baby, you know? And so Chaz's mom and Chaz's grandmother got there at like 1230, meaning they literally went like 95 on the interstate the whole way to Savannah. (laughs) Thank God they did not get pulled over. So they got there around 1230. My mom and dad flew in around 430. So we had all of our people there, which was so lovely. Another funny part of this story, right after we had Ella, this security guard walks in And keep in mind, I'm on this ambulance bed. I'm butt naked. It was so funny. They didn't even have time to take these like wool socks off that I was wearing. So I birthed Ella completely naked in these like bulky wool socks from J. Crew that were like up to my knees. You know, they were just like these huge socks. So I'm sitting there on this bed naked in front of everybody with these wool socks on and the security guard walks in y'all and she's like you naming your baby Tamiqua and I'm like wait I'm sorry (laughs) who is this woman and what like I'm still in shock much less able to like handle this woman like trying to joke with me and come to find out she's the security guard and I'm like uh no And I'm still in so much shock that I'm like not even understanding what's happening. So she comes to my side and she's like, you naming your baby Tamiqua? And I'm like, no, I'm naming my baby Ella Ray. And she goes, uh, Tamiqua? (laughs) I'm like, nope, Ella Ray. And so she leaves. She was so kind because she had moved our car for us and like brought Chaz the credit card and the keys. So thankfully our car didn't get stolen. And I'm assuming this woman's name was Tamiqua. She helped us out, did us a solid. So anywho, right after I had Ella, I didn't get to hold her like I wanted to. You know, I didn't have this experience that I wanted because they had to immediately take her and take her to the NICU. I also had my baby so fast that the doctor that is on Ella's birth certificate never even got down to the ER 
the person who delivered my baby was an ER doctor, not trained in OBGYN. And the crazy thing about having a baby in the ER, if you've never done it, is they have these like packs for different circumstances, okay? So you've got your broken bone pack and you've got your, you guys, I don't know how the ER works, but from what I've been told, they have like different packs of materials for different situations that arise in the ER. Well, their pack for like having a baby is basically a sticky note that says, good luck. There's nothing, okay? They have they have none of the tools. <laughs> they, they, they have nothing. And here's why. Having a baby is almost never emergent, okay? A woman comes into the ER, she's having some labor pains. Great, it's gonna be anywhere from 12 to 72 hours, send them up to labor and delivery. It's never this woman from down the street is crowning and about to push out this baby. So thank God that the doctor caught the baby, knew what was going on, was competent, like cool under pressure. And it went well, considering I was in the ER and not with an OBGYN. And this man probably hadn't delivered many babies in his life. So I was thankful that it went as well as it could have gone. And hilariously and ironically enough, after being in the ER, we actually went up to the labor and delivery ward, even though we had already labored and delivered. And essentially there, we signed a bunch of paperwork and they essentially were like, hey, you already did this, so sign here. Hey, we did this, so sign here. And it was just a bunch of paperwork that I had to do having had a baby. And then after that, we were able to go to the mama baby ward and we were able to see Ella a couple hours after she was born, which was lovely. And then our family came in town. And then after that, after Ella was born, we started basically preparing for her birth. So Ella was in the NICU for five weeks. She did phenomenally in those five weeks. I was very thankful for the job, the only big girl job I've ever had. My boss was super lovely and let me work from home. I'm sure I took some time like completely off, but it was not much because I really... You know, I could work on my computer and Ella was being cared for in the NICU. Of course, we would have much rather had her home with us. But essentially, she was eating and growing in the NICU. The first week was pretty scary, just not really being accustomed to premature babies and understanding what was going on. I was so thankful for Chaz during that time. The doctors were able to talk to him really medically and explain to him what was going on. And then he would tell me in layman's terms. So sweet little Ella did really, really well. She was born on a Sunday. On Wednesday was the scariest day of my life. So she hadn't stooled yet. And they said, it's one of three things. She either has a meconium plug. Meconium's the first poop that comes out of a baby. It's like black like tar and it can get plugged up. And so that's option one, which is what we wanted it to be. Option two is she has cystic fibrosis, which would be a lifelong genetic diagnosis and really tough. And then the third option was essentially your intestines flip and then they flip back when you're in utero. And sometimes, especially with premature babies, they can flip once and not flip back how they're supposed to flip. And in that case, it's anesthesia on a premature baby, which is dangerous. It's surgery, which is dangerous. And they actually like flip the intestines manually and tack them down. 
So those were our three options. And so I've just never prayed more in my entire life than I did on that day. But they were able to, they just did a little water enema and it was a meconium plug. And so we were so, so thankful that there weren't further complications with sweet little Ella. And we had nothing in her room when she was born. We still thought we've got 10 to 12 weeks to figure our lives out. And so I remember coming back from the hospital. I was only in the hospital one night myself. I came home and we walked in Ella's room and there was a tiny, tiny box in the middle of her room of things that we had received. And that was it. And at this point, you guys, I was working a creative job, making no money. (laughs) And Chaz was in med school and we were still paying for him to go to med school. And we had applied for Medicaid. And so you can be on Medicaid when you're pregnant and under a certain income level. And so I had applied thinking just in case something crazy happens, we'll have this kind of as catastrophic insurance, let's call it. And I remember I received the letter. I got home from my beach trip on a Saturday. Chaz said, you have this letter from Medicaid. I opened it and we were accepted. So it was such a blessing because when we received the bill from the hospital, it was $119,000. So granted, Medicaid will pay significantly less than that. They negotiate with the hospital a lower rate. But Ella was a really expensive baby. She was in the NICU for five whole weeks. And I was so thankful that we were able to be on Medicaid and that we were able to benefit from that program because we were in poverty when Ella was born, you know, which was not the plan at all. We were not financially stable, not as mature as we had hoped for. But I will say now that we have two kiddos and it is nine years later and Ella is nine years old today, I can't, I can't stress enough that God's timing was the perfect timing. I wouldn't change a single thing about when we had our babies and how that changed the path and the trajectory of our lives. Chaz and I have always been essentially 78 years old at heart. And so we've always had friends that were essentially 10 to 15 years older than us because, you know, my friends now are... I have friends now who are just now having babies. And so we essentially skipped forward 10 years in terms of stage of life, right? And so we had lots of older friends, older than us friends, which we have really enjoyed. It's been a fun ride. And we couldn't be more thankful for sweet little Ella Ray. She is nine. She is so artistic. She knows that she wants to be an artist, so she tells us. And so she's a voracious reader and an artist, and she just is so bubbly and has so many friends. And we're just so thankful for her little life. And that is Ella Ray's birth story. So happy to celebrate her on her ninth birthday. And I'm sure in October when that rolls around, I will tell you Owen's birth story as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to comment on the show notes blog post. I'd be happy to answer them and I will see you guys next week. 